Good morning and happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Please make sure that you show some love to the mother figures in your life today. And in fact, that's really the call and the charge today for our lesson is show your mama some love. Okay. Whether it's your mom, your stepmom, grandmother, auntie, cousin, sister, coach, mentor, uh, 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 teacher, whatever it is, go ahead and show them some love today. And in fact, that, since it's Mother's Day, that's all you really need to hear, okay? So uh, I think that's enough for a sermon. So go show your mama some love. That's the sermon for today. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, we're, we're, we're going to dig into the Word of God, all right? But since it is Mother's Day today, we are going to go ahead and uh, look at, and learn some things about God through through some mothers, all right? And so let's uh, let's pray before we get into the scriptures. Father in heaven, thank you so much for today. Thank you for uh, the mother figures that we have in our lives. But God, thank you so much that those attributes that they have are a reflection of your glorious attributes. And God, we're so grateful for this time in the scriptures. God, I pray that your word ministers to our very souls. Lord, that we can walk away with a sincere faith in Jesus Christ that is unshakable, that is inspiring, and it honors and pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to go ahead and turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and uh, we're going to read here in the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. This is a letter written to one of the Christian leaders uh, in the first century named Timothy, and it was a letter written by Paul, who was also a leader, and so he was kind of like a mentor, uh, if you will, for Timothy. And he's sending this letter to give him some instruction, some encouragement. But I want us to notice something here in verse 5. That's going to be the main text for our time. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Give me an amen when you get there. I'm just playing. I can't hear you. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it reads, For I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. I don't know if you caught that. I'm sure you did catch that because it's Mother's Day. But here you have Paul and he commends Timothy for having a sincere faith, a faith that was passed down from his mother and his grandmother. And I appreciate that personally because I I'm, was raised by my mom and, and my grandmother. And I'm so grateful that my mom planted seeds of faith in me. And then when I became a true Christian at the age of 19 years old, uh, I, I was able to uh, kind of come back full circle and help my mom become a Christian seven years after that. And so I feel this connection uh, with, with Timothy and, and his mother and his grandmother there. But as we look at this, what a legacy of faith. We have a grandmother, a mother, and a, and a son who are all true disciples of Jesus Christ. And what makes this incredible, see, that's maybe not too abnormal now in 2020, but what makes this incredible is that you have three generations, and this is just about 35 years, really, after Christianity took off, 35 years approximately after Jesus's resurrection. And you have three Christians, three generations of Christians. Now, we're not sure who became a disciple of Jesus first, but we do know that mama and grandma influenced Timothy, who became a leader for God's people. 
and was used by God to do some amazing thing. Now, just that story alone, within 30 years, you have three generations of faithful disciples. Just that alone is inspiring. But when you add what type of followers of Jesus they were, it's incredible. It's all inspiring. And I hope that it would be helpful for you and me today as we dig more into the text. Now, again, Paul said that they had a sincere faith. Now, that Greek word that's used for sincere faith, I will not attempt to butcher it. OK. All right. So uh, Ryan Weekly, he, he got his master's and, and all that good stuff. I'm sure he can pronounce the word. I'm not going to attempt to do that. All right. So uh, but the Greek word that is translated to sincere does mean sincere or it means unfeigned, which, which we don't really use that much. But but basically it means to be genuine. To not be something, uh, uh, to not pretend, to not be a sham, to not be counterfeit, to not be a hypocrite. So when he says here, hey, you have faith, not just a faith, you have a sincere faith. You have a faith that is unfeigned. It's not pretend. It's not a sham. It's not a fraud. It's not counterfeit. It's not hypocritical. He says, man, you have real faith, Timothy. You have the real thing. You are the real deal. But here's the thing. He says, I know where that came from. You got it from your mama and your grandmama. OK. And that's just incredible to think about this. This idea that sincere faith was passed down. And so the question that I have and I hopefully that we can learn and be inspired and take something from is we, too, can have sincere faith. But the question we have to ask is, what does sincere faith look like? What are the components of sincere faith? Well, I believe there's a couple of components here of sincere faith that we'll look at for today. And over in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we'll see something really great about this idea of sincere faith. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 reads, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. See, Paul's referring back here to Timothy's mother and grandma. And he says in verse 15, And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. First thing we see here is that a sincere faith is biblical. It's biblical faith. If you're going to have a genuine, not pretend faith, it must come from God's word. And that's what we see here. We see Timothy just didn't have a faith by hanging out at church all the time, hanging out with his mom and grandma. No, Timothy was taught the scriptures from infancy. And so what does that mean? That means Lois and Eunice, that their faith was rooted in the word of God. It was a biblical faith that led to it being sincere and not counterfeit. And if you think about it, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because how it can't you can't have a faith that's sincere if it's not based on God's word. If it's opinion based or feeling based, that will fail every time. It might last momentarily, but it will fall and crumble after a while. 
And so we must learn and follow the example here to know God's word. That means we have to read it. That means we need to study it. And that means it will start to produce a sincere faith. Because when we know it, therefore, we can trust God more. We can trust what he says, his instruction and direction for our lives. And then we can put it into practice. The second thing that we see here about sincere faith, I believe that is tried and true. A sincere faith is tried and true. It is tested. Many of us don't like tests. I don't like tests. But if you think about it, tests are necessary because you have no idea if you are really obtaining, retaining the information and you are able to move forward. Just think about it. If they never tested your doctor, how would you feel about going to that doctor? You have no idea if that doctor can perform a surgery because you don't know if he really knows his material. Okay, and so we need to always understand here that a sincere faith is going to be tested. But when it's tested, it's tried and it's true. It might fail at times, but it gets back up. It goes through some hard times, but doesn't quit. Sincere faith fights through temptations. And when it's tested, that's when we know that it's real. When we go through some hard times, we're tested, we're refined by fire, we're refined by trial. We then, if we come out on the other side, we know our faith is genuine. It is sincere, not counterfeit, but sincere and genuine. You know, we see this, even if we think about the context of Timothy and his mother and his grandmother, if we think about the context of their situation, to me, I become more inspired by them. You know, in Acts 16, we'll read this in Acts 16, verse one, it reads, Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. All right, what is it saying here? So let's understand the context. Basically what it says is, hey, look, Timothy's mother, Eunice, she was a Jewish Christian, but she had a non-believing husband. Now, we're not sure if he if he died. We're not sure if he left her. We're not sure if he was maybe uh, unsupportive of her faith in Jesus Christ. But we do know this, that it didn't stop her. It didn't stop her sincere faith. Eunice and Lois helped Timothy to become a disciple of Jesus, despite the circumstance not being ideal, despite a father figure who wasn't there to provide spiritual influence the way God would want it to be fulfilled and designed. You see, and so she did this as a single mom if you will, in some form or fashion, either she was literally a single mom or she was uh, what we call maybe spiritually a single mom. And so I just, I mean, she did this as a single mom. I just want to take out some time to give props to all our our single parents out there trying to raise your kids in the faith. Uh, But it's Mother's Day and I really want to give props to all the single moms. Again, I'm a product of single moms. I love you. I adore you. We respect you. We honor you. And you are inspiration to, to all of us. So thank you for having faith as a single parent, as a single mom. But again, Eunice here could have maybe had him around, which 
You know, I've heard the term coined. She could have been spiritually single. She was married, but spiritually she, she was, she was single. And again, in this time, in the first century, that would have meant that the father really has the legal and the cultural rights to do as he pleased. However, Eunice finds a way to help her son have faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, that's incredible. And again, it reminds me of all of those who are, are spiritually single in our church here. And I want to commend you and I want to encourage you to keep your faith. Keep your faith in Christ. Let Eunice and Lois be an example here of inspiration. But again, when you consider these obstacles, when you consider that either the, the father was dead, the father had moved on, or the father was there but providing zero uh, spiritual positive influence, and to see them maintain their faith and then pass it on, that is inspiring. That is sincere faith. And when you consider those obstacles, it makes me think we have no excuse. There's many reasons to be lame. There's many reasons to be lukewarm in your faith. There's many reasons to be uncommitted, but there's never an excuse. Let us be inspired by the example set forth here. If Eunice, Lois, and Timothy did it, then you and I can have sincere faith today. See, brothers and sisters, it's tried and true. Sincere faith is tried and true. It, 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 it's sincere. It's legit. It's not fake. It's not hypocritical. And you know that, that Eunice had to be a good example because everything is set up against Timothy becoming a true disciple of Jesus, let alone a leader in God's church. And so you know that she was living out the biblical standards. And that's what we need to do today. We need to be sincere in living out, not just knowing God's word, not just talking about God's word, not just reading it, not just believing it, not just saying amen to it, but seriously putting it into practice, truly being about that life. That's sincere faith. It's tried and it's true. It's the real deal. The real McCoy, no phony. We are not just talking it, but we are walking it out as well. And third and finally, the other component of sincere faith is it's a faith that impacts others, a faith that impacts others. See, when we have sincere faith, when you've seen it before, you've seen somebody who had sincere faith. And what was it to you? It was inspiring. It was contagious. It was worthy of imitation. Now, I have no doubt that Timothy was impacted by his mother and grandmother because it's obvious. It's said in the scriptures, and there's no way, again, when you look at the whole context, that he was not inspired and impacted by the sincere faith of his mother and grandmother. Because, again, we all know children know whether we're real or not, right? Children know whether, and you know, you know whether if your mom and dad was, was honest about certain things, because you saw it, and children know the real. And just like every one of us, no one wants to follow a hypocrite. And so we know that when we're true, tried and true, it will impact others 
because we trust in, in, in the God of the scriptures. We follow him and it inspires and spreads to others. You know, sincere faith impacts those around us. It leaves an impression. And, it, and people respond in a couple of ways. People either want to have it, they, they want to have it, or they decide, you know, I don't want that, but I respect it. I, I may not agree with your faith, but I do respect you in the way you live out your faith. I know growing up, uh, I saw a lot of religious uh, hypocrisy, and that just never, never inspired me. Uh, I went to church, but uh, it, it just was, was demotivating uh, for me. And then when I was 19 years old, I came across some true Christians, disciples of Jesus Christ. And they were living out the, the scriptures. They weren't perfect, but they were living it out. That gave me hope and inspiration that I could do the same. And thank God I, I did. I, I got baptized when I was 19 years old. Sincere faith. It's tried and true. It impacts others and it's biblical. Right now, I'm going to have my baby mama, my, my wife, Karina. She's going to share some thoughts about having sincere faith. For me, the hardest part about sincere faith is the required testing. If I'm honest, I'd much rather have easy faith. I would prefer to avoid the hard times. I don't want suffering or challenges for myself or my kids or loved ones or friends. I would prefer to find a quick and easy solution to make things better. And yet when I look at the sincere faith of Lois and Eunice, and I consider what they probably had to go through, it helps me to have a different perspective. I don't know all the troubles that they went through, but I know that if they're like most of us, they didn't particularly enjoy those troubles, and I'm sure they didn't choose to have those troubles. And you know, I think about the risks that they took in their faith or what it must have felt like as a grandmother and as a mother looking at their son take risks and seeing him face the challenges that came with his faith. And it helps me to see that I too can persevere, that I too can have this sincere faith because their sincere faith had a direct impact on who Timothy was as a man, who he was impacted the church and who the church was then impacts us today. And so when I look at the big picture, it helps me to persevere. It helps me to desire that sincere faith. It helps me to see that it's worth it. Thank you so much, Karina, for sharing. Appreciate that. Let's get practical here. Let, let's have some action steps from this. And here's the action step that every single one of us can do this week. So I wanna encourage you to just try it out just this week. Go ahead and try it out this week. And here's the practical application. We're gonna call it scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. And here's what we're talking about. Pick a passage in the morning and try to live it out. Pick a passage in the morning, get up, read something from God's word, write it down if you like, try to memorize it throughout the day, but then go and put it into practice. Be tried and true with that passage. 
And I believe that if you and I do this this week, that will help us have a sincere faith, but it will undoubtedly give us a biblical foundation, help us be tried and true, but will impact those nearest. Because again, when we're truly tried and true, when it's biblical, it will impact those around us. Now, in a moment, we're going to take communion and we take the emblems that represent Jesus's sacrifice for our sins. And as we learn and try to follow the example of these inspiring mothers, let us remember that they followed the example of Jesus who had sincere faith. Jesus and his faith was biblical. Jesus's faith was tried and true. And Jesus's faith impacted others. Brothers and sisters, I pray that we too will have sincere faith. Let's pray for the communion. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, his example. Thank you for his faith and how it still is impacting us. God, thank you so much for Jesus having a faith to trust you, the, the faith to, to uh, live out the, 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 the prophecies, the faith to fulfill your will of dying upon the cross and raising again on the third day. God, I know that he wrestled, but yet again, he had sincere faith. It was genuine. It wasn't counterfeit. And God, I pray that we can have that as well. And God, may we be inspired again by these women, but again, may it always point us back to Jesus. I thank you so much for his sacrifice we thank you for his resurrection, and I pray, God, that we can have sincere faith that you use to impact those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters, we love you. Happy Mother's Day.